What's going on, everybody? Before we get to the podcast, I just want to let you know, if you're looking for a great film to watch this weekend, you can check out my award-winning feature film, Sincerely Brenda. It's available on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV for free. So go ahead and check it out. You won't be disappointed. All right, now let's get to the podcast. Welcome to Life Beyond the Legend. And now your house, my daddy, Kenneth. Nelson. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Beyond the Lens. And just before we jump into our interview, um, I just wanted to uh, share a few things with you guys. First of all, please subscribe and leave a review of this podcast and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who subscribed and um, really appreciate it. Really appreciate the comments. Really appreciate you guys listening and supporting the show. Um, also, share this with any filmmaker friends or anybody that you know would just love the conversations that um, I've been having on this podcast. Also, if you haven't seen Sincerely Brenda, definitely head over to Amazon Prime or Tubi TV and check it out. And if you haven't seen I Vow, my second uh, film, head over to Facebook Watch and you could like the iVal page and just search go ahead and search for iVal and Facebook Watch and you will find it and just check that out and and let me know what you all think. I appreciate the support. So in today's episode we have Daniel Knutson. Uh Daniel is from uh Michigan originally. He is a storyteller on a mission to discover the deeper meaning of life and he's directed and acted in several feature films and TV shows including Courageous Love, Creative Gold, Christmas Coupon and The King's Messenger. Knutson is well known for starting um, along for starring alongside former Superman actor Dean Kane in the movie Skydog, which is an upcoming film that we're going to talk about in this podcast. Uh, he is a graduate of Thomas Edison State University and, and has worked in the film industry for the past decade and a half. And while not in the editing room or on a shoot, he enjoys bike riding and watching the sunset. So, all right, sit back and enjoy this interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Life Beyond the Lens. I'm your host, Ken Nelson. And today on the show, I have filmmaker, actor, Daniel Knudsen. How are you doing, Daniel? Hey, I'm doing well. Very good to be here. Thank you, Kenneth. Uh, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. I know we, we met a while back at a, I think it was like a, like a filmmaking workshop. In yeah, Glory Reels, maybe? Glory Reels, yeah. So we, we met a while back. Goodness, it seems like it was two years ago. I think it was a year ago. Um, and you were, you know, I was presenting there about my film, Sincerely Brenda, and you were presenting, you were teaching color correction and editing. And so, but um, we talked a little bit about um, acting and filmmaking. And, and, and I just want to, you know, just kind of dive into that, man. I, I saw um, a couple of your films, A Creed of Gold, um, Courageous Love. And Creed of Gold was your, was your first film, first feature film, right? Yep. That was my first feature film. I started working, I'm 32. I started working on that when I was 21. Um, my dad had an idea for a script and we just made a movie and uh, kind of jumped in and learned as we went. Okay, see, but you said you just made a movie. So I watched this film and it's really ambitious. For a first, for, for a first feature, like someone, so let, let me dive into that. Let me, let me back up qu really quick because I did a little research and saw that. I mean, the name of the company is Crystal Creek Media um, and yeah. it's a family affair. It's, it's your entire family, you guys. So, so talk about that, man. Like when did, I mean, how did that all come to be? Yeah, well, you know, we kind of, my dad actually and, and the family wanted to make 
inspiring and uplifting content, faith-based content, family content was just kind of a dream that my dad had. And then uh, we, we started Crystal Creek Media. It's based on the verse in Revelation 21 there that uh, out of the throne, there was flowing a clear river of the water of life, clear as crystal. So that's kind of where we got the idea for the, uh, the name. And then uh, we... So we wanted to do this kind of content and it's been uh, quite a learning experience, obviously, as I mean, as, as you know, uh, those of us who are producing our own content, it's a, it's a tough journey, you know, we're doing it all ourselves, wearing many, many, many hats and trying to make it all happen and get our projects out there and get them into some kind of distribution. But uh, by the grace of God, we've done a couple of movies now and that's, that's how we originally got started with that. And then uh, we were also doing we started doing uh, with corporate videos and kind of videos for companies and things like that. And I still do that. That's still kind of my day job, but then we're also doing of course the narrative entertainment. So your dad had the idea and I saw that with, with creative gold, he, he, your dad wrote that. Right. And, and yeah, you directed. So, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, check out, it's on, it's on Tubi TV. Um, I don't know if it's on Amazon uh, Prime as well. I'm it's on sure. Amazon Prime. TV can watch it free on both of those places. So I, I checked it out and I'm like, this is like the opening. I'm like, this is a ambitious kind of large scale looking kind of film. I mean, you guys have some great effects in there. Like there's just nice set pieces. I mean, the cinematography, the acting, the sound, everything. And so usually, you know, when you see indie film, low budget, it kind of sometimes unfortunately it represents that right low budget like it looks low budget it looks like there's not a lot of um that that went into it because of the reason but but this is on a different level like uh, and and so you guys kind of kept that consistency and of quality throughout all your projects so did that come from i mean was your father always into film were you always into film so well you know there was a number of things that you know went into that film we got really lucky uh, with finding some amazing locations that allowed us to film there. And in that particular project where you're, where you're looking at with uh, Creed of Gold, that opening sequence, it's actually filmed at the Indianapolis Union Station, which is the train station actually that Thomas Edison many, many years ago worked at and he was fired for quote unquote, wasting time on useless invention. <laughs> so it's an incredible facility. It's still historic. They still maintain a, a part of it as a historical section. And they, they actually, it's weird. Part of it is still like the historical train station, but then part of it is now a hotel. And so I think they only let us in there for, they gave us like one hour and they had like one rule. They said, don't make a sound. So we had to, so it's funny in the scene, everyone's screaming and it's, it's noisy and, and uh, there's, there's trains and stuff in, in the scene, but those are actually, those are actually hotel rooms inside these train cars, inside a historical train station. It's a, it's kind of a weird thing, but uh, we couldn't make any noise. So everyone's just, they're all just oh, making, making the, the, motions then we add all the sound effects later so i think that really gave it a lot of production value right off the bat you know getting a location like that and that's one of the things i tell filmmakers especially independent filmmakers one of the best things you can do to quickly add production value to your project is find amazing locations and try to and try to film there because it'll instantly 
display a whole new uh, a whole new level of excellence, and it'll, it'll make the scope of the project seem a lot bigger. So uh, we did that, and then I have a friend, uh, a friend and I actually did a lot of visual effects. Pretty much every single shot in that sequence has some type of visual effects on it, whether we're adding steam or adding smoke and changing out things. There was a few modern things that we had to do some rotoscoping and change to look more historical. So we had we had some work along those lines to do on on that sequence, but uh by the grace of God we finished it and we got it out there. No, it was very detailed and and it, the scope was was massive and like you said the locations it lends itself a lot to to that that look of um high budget but also like i think for actors too man it does a lot for the actors to be in a in a space for it does something for their performance yeah oh absolutely the the more realistic the environment and the more special the environment it'll it'll do something to help the actors perform better uh but real quick talking about production value i want to say i really like sincerely brenda you had some beautiful production value and i thought especially some very nice lighting in there Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, what's funny um, on um, last episode, I was talking to a friend about that. And I actually said I was I was compensating for my uh, weaknesses. <laughs> and I say that because I didn't like I I didn't have like a set deck, set, set designer, you know, art director. I didn't have any of that. And so I said, you know what, let's find again the best locations we could possibly find and then shoot medium close-up shots. <laughs> so, but no, I appreciate that, man. But it, it's re really like that again, talking to with filmmakers that maybe listen to this, aspiring filmmakers, if you don't have access to some of these, how can you with those limitations get creative, you know? So that's, that's all I did. And I, I had a cinematographer that was great, man. He, he did a great job and we just really worked well with the limitations that we had. Um, but I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned you did the effects and, and all that on that film. Did you go to school for for um yeah. media? Yeah. So I went I went to Washtenaw Community College right here in it's in Ypsilanti, close to that's about uh, for those of you who may be listening to the podcast who are not from Michigan, that's probably about 45 minutes, maybe half an hour from Detroit. So it's uh in the area for me, and that's where I just did their digital video, uh digital, I think it's now called like digital media arts is I think what the official program title is. And so I learned animation and visual effects and camera work there. And so that was pretty much all the professional training I had. And then everything else I kind of learned on the job. So, so creative go your first feature that you, you do, you directed short films that you do shorts before that. Yep. Yep. I did a number of shorts before that. And I did a lot of, smaller videos music videos and kind of commercial videos for companies and things like that so i would definitely recommend that for other filmmakers i think robert rodriguez has a little line that he says every filmmaker has 50 bad films in their system so <laughs> get those out of your system before you make your first feature yeah i actually have a feature that since taylor brenner was really my second feature my first feature was garbage and i i did not Really, I had a, I mean, I love the actors that were on it. I mean, we we all had an amazing time. It was kind of like we were rebelling against, we were in an acting workshop at the time, this was years ago. And we kind of left, we left that workshop and said, let's make our own film. So I wrote this film and directed it. And it was just, <laughs> it was not good, man. And and I just, just I 
said, I will never release this to the public, but it, it just fell flat, man. But anyway, it, and I ask you that question because uh, with Creative Goal and with Courageous Love and your other films that, you know, um, Christmas Coupon, like they were just Greed of Gold to start off with. That was a big film. And like to have it be your first feature that, I mean, there was a lot of detail in there. I mean, you're 21, right? So yeah, I was 21 when I started working on that. <laughs> so did you approach it? I mean, was, what was your approach, man? Like, well, was there... so I, I, it was, I got all of my friends because I was just uh, finishing up college at the time. I just graduated, so I got all of my friends and I got them all involved in the project. Some who had zero interest in film or media or any acting. What you know, I just I was just trying to. I was getting anyone I could kind of on the team, which uh, looking back on it may not have been the best idea, but I couldn't have done it without without their help because I we had there's enough kind of production design type challenges that I did need a number of people and then I got real fortunate there was a there was a Christian college in Indianapolis which uh, no longer exists now but at the time was uh, in operation and they were on break over the summer so they let us stay in Indianapolis we actually shot the movie principal photography it was all done in Indianapolis we stayed at the, the college and we filmed the uh, the movie there and so that's that's how i was able to do that i've never really done an entire feature just on location away from home i found out that was just really difficult to do because i wasn't in the area it was i didn't know indianapolis so i didn't know where the locations were and i didn't have the connections there so most of my other projects since then have all been done right here in detroit so actually, you know, I'm I'm so sorry. What was the what was the question? Oh no no you production. Oh no no no, it's fine. No, you you kind of answered it too a little bit. Like, but I was saying, what was your approach? Because it was your first film, your first feature film, and you were so young. But it was just, yeah. How did you feel? I mean, was there an intimidation there? Was there like you just oh, had? To it was a lot of it was a lot of intimidation. I remember. So I was trying to get actors to be in it. So I was putting out casting calls. And this was kind of this was in the very very early days of social media like facebook had just i don't even think it was public to the general public at the time i think it was just for college students so it was like in the very early days of social media so i was just trying to give casting calls out there and i mean i started this when i was 21 and uh i remember there was the one uh, lady who came in she plays the the russian mom at the beginning yeah. and she came into audition and it was the first time in my life that i called an adult by their first name <laughs> because you know i'd always you know mr and mrs so-and-so but it was she's she's coming into audition to my film it's like you know we're all like kids you know it's like me and you know my friends and we're all these you know young kids it's like who's in charge oh that's me that's me <laughs> so uh so i like the approach was the approach on that one was uh we're just gonna try to and i'd never done it before and i didn't know about cinematography lighting and there was so many things that i learned on that project of scheduling i mean i just i just kind of got my friends together and day by day told them what we were what we were gonna film and do wow. and there was there was a lot of mistakes made and it's kind of funny it's like now i almost wish i could go back and and uh you know have a second shot at making that film with everything i know now but uh i did the best i could with 
the knowledge and information I had at that time. Right. Uh, I got my friends together. We made a film. It's not the best film uh, out there, but I think it was a very noble effort and uh i'm proud of what we're able to do especially right out of the gate right yeah man right out of the gate i mean it's it's high quality i would have not known that it was your first direct it was your directorial debut and that all that stuff that you're and that's why i love doing this man to hear about that the stuff that happens behind the scenes because i mean i'm like looking at it from as a viewer i'm like this is really good and really high quality and and so, which leads me to your uh, courageous love. Was it your second film? Yep, that was my second. The one. second was, film. Uh, well, I think I may have actually. It may have actually been my third film as a director. There's okay. another movie in between there. It's called Bear. I directed uh, it for friends. I was the director, but it wasn't really like my film, if you will. So, so the theme is what I what I liked, and I, I've just seen these two. Well, I, I saw Christmas Coupon, but see, that's a later Christmas Coupon is a later later in your career. Um, but what I like is how you take, you, you have these Christian themes, you have these, and, but it's not very overt in the film. And then you kind of twist it into, I mean, Creative Gold is like a espionage type, not espionage, but it's a thriller. Um, right. And you, you can call it an international thriller almost because you're dealing with Russia and then you have, and then you're talking about greed and, but it's action packed, fast paced. And you have these moments where you have like these 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 values, these lessons about greed and doing the right thing, and it's kind of you know intertwined in there. And with Courageous Love, it's it's a, a romantic film, but it's also you have like this. It's not a thriller. I wouldn't call it a thriller, but it's it's kind of like this guy is trying to find out. I don't want to give it away, but he's trying to find some information, so he goes undercover and falls in love, and and um, it, you're talking about the right doing the right thing once again there was a line in the film i think it was the guy's father he said you know um the, the future is uncertain and you have to make choices and you have to choose the right thing you have to have the courage to choose to do the right thing and others will follow that and so you have these great themes and messages in these films that are that are entertaining and is not overtly um it's not slapping you over the face with right. um you know, um, the word and, and these messages, and that's intentional. So talk about that. I mean, as a family and as a director, like what was, was that approach, what you guys decided to do in the very beginning and why? Well, I, I, there's, there's sometimes where I, I think being over is, is fine and, and wonderful. Uh, even if we look at the life of Jesus, you know, he says to Nicodemus, he's like, you must be born again. You know, he, he tells it straight out. He doesn't beat around the bush. He just, he, he's telling him, you know, if you, if you read uh, the account there in the new Testament, but then uh, we also see all the time he's going to do the multiple multitudes and he's always speaking in parables he's always telling stories and he's using the stories to speak to large groups and the stories contain messages and meaning in them that people are learning attributes of the kingdom or attributes of who god is through these stories i mean you think of a story like the prodigal son what we learn in that story is that god is love that the, the heavenly father loves everybody and he he keeps he extends mercy and forgiveness to wayward children. And so, so we, le we learn these things. Uh, and the message actually is, is, it's actually very obvious, but it also kind of, it doesn't like beat you over the head with it. So it's stories can be really powerful in that way. 
that they can do that. And so I think that's what we're trying to do, especially we live in a, a day and age where sometimes faith uh, can, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. I think we live in a day and age where faith things that are over can, can sometimes instantly put people off. They can turn people off. People sometimes have a, sometimes it's legitimate. They have kind of a negative view of the church or they have a negative view of religion for a, a variety of reasons. And as some of them are legitimate, you know, they had a bad experience with a the church. They had a bad experience from Christians. They had a bad experience, you know, maybe judgmental Christians, things like that. So uh, sometimes the problem is you have something very, very overt and people are instantly, they instantly kind of, uh, if they don't physically turn it off, they kind of mentally check out and they, they don't want to be as receptive. But uh, if something is told more through a story, I think, there's a much higher likelihood that people can be receptive, they can receive it, and it can kind of guide the truth around those mental roadblocks uh, that otherwise it might not be able to pass as easily. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. Even with, you know, with, with Sincerely Brenda, it was, I always say it's not, it's not a, it's not a, a traditional Christian film or it, it wouldn't even be put in that category, really, because it's the way that the, the subject matter is handled. Um, but there are so many themes of faith in there and um, of having having faith in, in belief and confronting those that, not, well, not confronting, but, well, yeah, confronting those demons inside of yourself um, and being honest with one another. So, and you see that in, in, in such a way where it's not overt and, I believe, you know, with with the content and the films that I want to make, um, I do believe that you can reach. You know, Jesus. The story. You know, Jesus was in places where it wasn't popular to be. <laughs> you know, and and speaking to people that they didn't, the some of the other officials wouldn't have gone in those places and and, and wouldn't have been at a table with the prostitute or tax you know the tax collectors and those things like that that Jesus was doing because he was reaching those who were quote unquote unreachable, and um, I think when you you know create the type of content that we're creating that is not overt, and it, it pulls them in and it's entertaining and they're like oh and all of a sudden you're like wait a minute what it, oh that yeah, doing the right thing. Oh, I see what this guy just did. He did the right, he made the right choice and it wasn't easy for him to make that choice, but he did and then look at the outcome. Or, wow, this person is out here doing some things that are very uh, negative, but you can see that God still loves them. And, or it, through people, through the way people treat them, that's God's love, you know? So I think that is just, I think it's, it's, it's powerful. It's very powerful, and so I picked that up. I'm just saying all that to say I watch watching your films. Um, I can see that, and I love that. You know, I love that when you have you get lost in a story, you know, and it's entertaining and, and it's, it's it's just pulling you along, and then you get hit with that message. You're like, wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's sometimes it's the uh, it's kind of the soft, gentle words that kind of just turn us, and you know, that's that's where I think art can be really powerful and create empathy it can give it can give us new understanding into you know, we, we've all walked different life experiences nobody has traveled the exact same journey uh, and so because of that we don't all understand each other we don't understand the perspectives and 
and, and all of our past and movies, I think can be a wonderful avenue to do that. It can, it can give us vicariously an experience of seeing life from another, from another vantage point, which I think can give us empathy and uh, hopefully, you know, ultimately I think make the world a better place, but you know, and that's ultimately what the gospel is. It's, you know, God change, changing our hearts. So love him and love others. No, I agree. I agree. And so you, you mentioned something in your, um, your bio where you say you're a storyteller on a mission to discover the deeper me the deeper meaning of life. And so I want to talk about that a bit, man. Like what, um, has there been a project that you've, you've worked on that has impacted you personally in a way that has, I guess, pushed you closer to some of that meaning that you're looking for? Oh, that's a great question. So I would say, I don't know if it's one specific project, but I would say as a result of doing movies, I've seen patterns in storytelling that I think reveal certain elements of human nature that I think ultimately reveal elements of the gospel and you know for instance there are certain story structures that just work uh, you think of an ancient story like beowulf it's a story about killing a monster a, a dragon in that story and uh you know you see modern stories like a movie like uh, jaws the steven spielberg movie it's it's the exact same story as beowulf removed by uh, many countries by many, many, many years, centuries, but it still works with the audience. Why is that? Uh, you see stories like the uh, the classic sort of triangle, the love triangle, the you know well, one interested party with uh, with kind of a split devotion, and and I think these the the reason why the stories that work consistently work over thousands of years to many, many, you know, to all different cultural backgrounds. And the reason why there's some that do work and they always work and then some that, that don't work. And I think the reason why the ones that do work is because they reflect elements of the truth uh, from God. And I think, you know, the overcoming the monster, we're all overcoming, you know, that kind of storytelling motif. We're all overcoming, uh, you know, we're overcoming Satan, we're overcoming you know, evil that's out there. Uh, Jesus overcomes, you know, he says, you know, I, I, he overcomes. So I think the reason why that storytelling motif works is because it's, it reveals something that's true about the universe. And I think the storytelling, like the motif of, you know, the, 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 the triangle, the love triangle, split devotion, you know, here, um, uh, God loves all of us, but yet sometimes, you know, we're, we're splitting our, our devotion. Sometimes, you know, we want God, but then we also uh, want things, you know, greed and, and other things, things that we shouldn't want, you know, and it's like, and so it's, it's those, these storytelling motifs, they reveal things that are true about the universe that are ultimately true that we, that we learn in the gospel, but they're true, the, the, the truth. And so I, to me, I just find these patterns fascinating that, the stories that work are ultimately the stories that reflect the truth about the gospel. And those stories will work uh, with the work across centuries, the work across cultures, the work across genres. And I think the, the more and more I've done movies, the more and more I've kind of read screenwriting books and storytelling books and all of this, as a believer myself, I'm fascinated by every time they, they talk about 
movies that work and why they work. And I'm like, oh, this, I've heard this before. I've read this, uh, you know, it's it's ultimately laid out in, in the Holy Scriptures. But so I think to me, I would say that would be where I believe my filmmaking journey has been a journey to really discover the deeper meaning in life, uh, which I believe is found uh, really in the gospel. Yeah. I know one of the big ones that stand out for me is the, I'm like the Messiah type. When you think about Superman and you think about, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and even Spider-Man, any of that superhero. Yeah. Like and even some of the visual, I know what stands out is just, I know, I think it was in, I don't know if it was in the original Superman or if it was in, I think it was in, in the recent Superman where he, he's in space and, and I think he's dead or he's, something happens to him and he's in space and then he yeah. goes up and then it's almost like he's cr the crucified like position his arms are out right. and, and he's floating out and then he comes back it's just so many um like I say motifs that reference yeah. these stories and these great stories in the bible and it's just amazing to see that like you know like you said the monster goliath we all have some type of goliath that we're dealing with you know and, and i love those type of stories man like where it's the internal the internal battle yeah you know, with with these giants that we have to get rid of and overcome, and and you see that play out on the screen in these different ways, and in these characters manifested in different ways. I just love that man, and 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 they like you said, they work. They they just work on us, and 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 we we all want to. I, I think we all want to be better, man. In some sense, you know, even yeah. and I really believe. I truly believe people are not. I mean, people aren't born bad. And I think, you know, we, we come into certain environments that shape who we are and we make choices that may lead us down the wrong path. But I think inherently we're good and we want to be good. And sometimes it's just so difficult um, to make those choices to, to, to be better. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I think God, God gives us all a conscience. So we, we have a, a moral compass as far as, you know, basically telling us about good and evil you know we want to you know go the right direction and you just see it with with kids uh you know there's there's some things that you know if we didn't learn these bad behaviors we wouldn't you know it's there's there's all kinds of things you know kids aren't aren't born racist they're not you know but the, the things like that you know but they there's things that it can be taught, to, you know, bad things that can be taught to people. And that's why I think, you know, even in the story of the Bible, like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the knowledge of evil that started, that corrupted them, you know, that corrupts us, you know, as we, you know, get, get more and more of the knowledge of evil. So it's, it's, uh, you know, expanding our knowledge of what's good and choosing good over evil. That is what storytelling is all about. And so I, I think that's a fascinating topic and, and I think, yeah, when we can cultivate, when we see a great movie that appeals to our good side, you know, when I watched, you know, Avengers Endgame, and it's like, you know, it was the, the fight for kind of the good, you know, that, that, that there, there's, there's intrinsic value in, in, in everybody, and, and there, there, there's these things, and, and, you know, the, all the Avengers are going in to, to fight Thanos, and it's like, we know that's right. And I was like, you know, getting chills, like, yes, this is, we, we, we know this is right deep inside. And it's, it's because of that. Yeah. We're, we're born with, you know, we've got that, that want and desire for, for, for what is good, but you know, we've all, we've all, you know, been corrupted as a result of 
living in a world that there there is sin and brokenness and all of these things. So and I know I'm getting real religious. I'm not trying oh, to no, preach, no, but, no, uh, no. Yeah. No, this is good. Like I, I you know, it's it's one thing that I and I always want, I think it's kind of interesting is to see at what point um you say you you you're want to do the right thing and you're doing good and like right self-righteousness i don't know like it's just it's it can be a sin too like you yeah you, okay. and so yeah. yeah and it's like at what point would I, I i think there was a line in the film i cannot i was watching it recently and and the character said um something about people not knowing that they're a villain that and, and so i think sometimes you can it's always interesting to see these films where you have a person that's doing something for good and then it at some point it switches like you know it, yeah. it's it, well, and people can have good, you know, there's like that famous uh, saying, like the the, slow, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, yes. People, have, people if, if your good intentions become misguided, someone can be genuinely trying to do a good thing. And then before you know it, it can turn into something evil, straight up evil. Like if, if, if they get really off track, even though their initial intentions may have been good. And I think that's because good is, uh, well, evil can be, it's like a twisted and warped uh, version of good. It's not just like the complete opposite of good. It's, it can just be like this, this sort of twisted and warped version of good that then, you know, gets people off track and is damaging. Yeah, no, no, this is all interesting stuff, you know, explore these things and stories and creating characters and these things that I just love it, man. I, and I don't know if you've seen, and, and I can, I'll go on to my next question after this, but I don't know if you watch Daredevil on Netflix. Um, but I've not seen Daredevil yet. One of the characters, um, it's, uh, goodness, uh, he's the, the big boss. His name is, goodness, Kingpin. Um, I really found his story, his origin story interesting because, and it goes back to I th thinking that people aren't born bad like kingpin was just in an environment where he was abused and, and not yeah. in the best oh, place yeah. and he and he it, it turned him but it's funny because he found love and and everything he was doing um which was evil to the world he was doing to protect the woman he loved and for the woman he loved and it's and like you say when evil gets twisted when you feel in your head you're doing something good because you're trying to preserve something but at the end you know like you know we we know when there's something in us that says, no, this is bad, even if it's the most subtle thing, like there's a voice in us, which is the Holy Spirit, I believe it's saying like, you know, this is wrong. Like, you know, like there's no reason to question or justify it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah, and I love that. And I think, I think it's genuine love is the only force that really changes people back towards the good, you know, and it's, we can you know, get off track so easily. And, and I think, yeah, a lot of the most evil things that are done, people, we tend to want to think of the world as having just, you know, kind of angels and villains and these wicked villains go out and do bad things. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you see the whole story when you get the full picture and you know, sometimes they've had very, very difficult lives. They were abused their whole age. All these things happened to them. And as a result, they were fighting back fighting back fighting mm -hmm. back and they're fighting back turned into you know this is now what's happened as a result so it's it's far more complex and multi-dimensional yes. 
And I think that's why I love film and TV shows and stuff like this, because it, it breaks that you can break that down a little bit because we're condensing yes. a long story into a feature film or into a TV series where it's displaying that you can kind of see some of that moral dilemma and, and what led characters to choose the choices they chose. And if it's consistent with, universal law and you see yeah. them making bad decisions and bad choices and the, the bad consequences and outcomes that happen as a result i think that's fascinating it's fascinating cobra kai is a great example of that i don't know if you haven't seen that check that out it's very fast um have you seen it okay i i i have not seen it i know what it is it's the the follow-up to karate kid yes. like set in modern times yes with the dealership yeah. I, I, I just had rec friends recommending that to me. I've been so busy uh, doing doing corporate video work that I have not actually watched a whole lot. But that's that is one that I definitely had recommended, which uh, I think is definitely check that out. I like, man. I, like, I like movies that are dealing with deep topics like that, but I also yes. just like the fun movies. I just just over the weekend I watched uh, Bad Boys for Life fantastic fantastic i have to check that one out yeah huge will smith fan uh, martin lawrence was fantastic in that i don't know if uh you're a fan of his work or not but yeah yeah just outstanding no i haven't checked i haven't i haven't seen it i haven't i've been meaning to watch it and i need to watch that because i've seen the others but um definitely watch cobra kai because what you just said about the the transition from you know if you're you're being you know, abused or in your certain environments and then you you make this switch and you think you're doing the right thing and you're turning into what you are trying to get away from. Um, and I think that Cobra Kai is an amazing example of that and storytelling too. So yeah, just check that out, man. But anyway, man, I, I wanted to ask you about just, I mean, what's what's next for you? you it seems like you, you've been putting out movies every year, features every year um, since what, 2014? Yeah. And so, so, so what do you guys have coming out next? A good question. Well, so right now there's a movie called Sky Dog, which is coming out October 20th, 2020. That's a, it's a kid family movie that we just wrapped up. So that is coming out next. And then uh, I'm actually kind of working on developing a film. It's actually a film project that I think I might've mentioned at Glory Reels. It's going to be, it's, this is one I, I need to, you know, team up with more people and, and get some real funding for it. it's a historical project, but it's a project currently titled American James. And it's the true story of James Armistead Lafayette, who is, he's a fascinating person. He was a godly Christian man. He's a, uh, uh, he's a spy in the revolutionary war and he went undercover. He was good friends of uh, the French general Marquis de Lafayette. And he goes, he goes undercover into the British camp. He feeds true information back to the uh, American generals and then false information to the British generals. Uh, it's just an amazing story of bravery and courage. And he's ultimately the reason why America won the Revolutionary War. It's just this really courageous, uh, it's a really courageous black man, wonderful story. Uh, that's not been told. I'd never heard this. I'd never, I, I was at, I went to uh, MLK celebration at Word of Faith uh, International Christian Center uh, over here in Southfield. And I heard the story for, for the MLK celebration. I'm like, they were telling all these stories from, from, from black history that sometimes we don't hear as much. I'm like, this is a phenomenal story. How come this has never been made into a movie? 
uh, I think a friend of mine did tell me he's like briefly featured in the TV show Turn as like one of okay. Washington spies, but but needs his own feature. It's a good, it's a true story. It's a magnificent story. So yeah, I'd love to stay in touch with you on this. Uh, this is, it's what I'm, I'm, I'm at early stages of development. Right yeah, now. definitely. Definitely. I remember you telling me about that. I do remember that and thought it was fascinating. It was like, oh, I've never heard, never heard of that person or the story. Yeah. So no, that would, that would be very interesting. And I would, whatever I can do, man, I would love to definitely help out any way I can. And, and um, I, I just, I just like, I, I really um, enjoy how you tell your stories, like in the, in, in the subject matter, again, like looking at it, how you twist your messages into um stories that i mean it, it it's it's sometimes easier like it's easier to just um choose a traditional topic and and do it because we know people will watch it and people will enjoy it um but it does it may not challenge them in a way that you know right. they can be challenged you know it's not thought provoking or it doesn't um uh chat you know um encourage them to ask different types of questions of themselves you know, and of people around them in a society. And so I really um, just appreciate what you've done with your movie so far, man. And, and I think that, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan, you know, and uh, definitely looking forward to see what you um, have coming out. And, you know, and and I um, I wanted to ask another question. I just had it, I just had it. Um, it was a question about, oh yeah, just with the family dynamic. My, my wife, I told her briefly, I was like, oh, you know, they, they work together as a family, starting this company as a family, because we're, in the process my wife and I are, we're building you know what what I'm doing with film and we're working together on that and it can be difficult at times man and so but you're working with your mother your father you have a sister yep. and, and so talk about I guess talk about each one of your roles in 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 getting a production off the ground and what is it like to work with your family you know I miss don't dare out you don't air out too much dirty laundry <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want you to get in trouble <laughs> oh. You know how things are working with your family. It's it's uh, so it's the best situation and uh, the worst situation at the same time. <laughs> right, because, right. Uh, you're all related at the end of the day, so you're you're in it for life. Uh, so it's uh, it's it, it can it can be a little bit difficult at times, but overall, I think it's worked out quite well. Uh, so my dad, you know, we kind of we sort of it's the four of us kind of all do everything, you know, we kind of all do everything. Usually my dad uh, is involved with kind of script and story development. And then, you know, he's also, uh, he's really good with building stuff. So he builds a lot of props and I mean, we kind of do everything ourselves. And then my mom uh, takes care of a lot of kind of the business side. And then she's also uh, on most of the movies has done pretty much all the uh, catering and sort of food, uh, food prep for all the actors and stuff on set. So we all enjoy good meals while we're working away. And then um, my sister kind of just does sort of everything. She's a very talented photographer. So she does a lot of the, you know, kind of photography and lighting stuff. And she does a lot of producing work with arranging details and setting up, setting up stuff. So, and then I kind of do a lot of the technical side, editing, uh, filming and kind of directing. So, we sort of kind of kind of do it do it like that, but you know it's a little different on every project. And uh, my sister actually just got married, uh, and so she hasn't been quite as involved uh, lately, which is fine, and I'm super happy for her. But she's uh, 
become uh, very busy. So it's very understandable. Yeah. 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 No, no, that's, I think that's just great, man. Like to, to, to work together as a unit and to be able to put out this, this work at this level, you know, and, and I think, you know, it, it's, it's not easy. And so it's, it's, it's great to have that support, those people that you can lean on. And oh. I mean, it's wonderful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, absolutely. I, I, there's no way I could have done uh, what I've done just without having the family support and the family really helping because, you know, when we're at this level, you're, you're doing, we're wearing all the hats doing it ourselves. But when, you know, that responsibility is divided up, you know, a number of different ways because the whole family is helping, it's, it's, you're being able to do a lot more than versus if it's just, just you. So it's, I'm been super blessed and very thankful to God for such a loving, supportive family. Yeah. No, man, I, I agree. I agree. Um, just saying just for my wife, like real first, you know, my parents just always supporting whatever it is I wanted to do. Even if it sounded crazy, they were like, well, if you want to do it, tell us what we can do to help. But just as I've gone on this film journey, um, just their, their support. And then my wife is just, I mean, just incredible support support like believing in me when i don't even believe in myself and and then jumping in to to help with marketing and and yes. you know all types of stuff and it's just so i i, I get it man and, and I, I wanted to ask you a question about like your what would be your i guess your most memorable moment as a director or any any just a moment that you said i'm blessed you know i'm really blessed to be doing this well, that is a good question. I wish I would have uh, thought about that ahead of time because <laughs> I've, had, I've had a number of moments that, you know, and you know how this is, you're on set and just, you got something wonderful in the camera that just happened and there's just a happiness about that. So I would say probably my my moment that would be like my favorite moment as a director was we finished up this movie called sky dog and it was a very good shoot but it was just we we're dealing with a lot of difficulties and locations and stuff and i remember the day we finished our last big shoot uh, we wrapped that up and we were driving back home and i think it was a beautiful sunset that evening and it was just like by the grace of god we made it right <laughs> so yeah i think that yeah. was probably one of my favorite moments just wrapping up a very ambitious project and finishing it and so just kind of the the victory in that moment i think stands out as a special one but you know i would say my favorite part of this has been going on this journey and getting to meet all these wonderful people that I might not have otherwise met. You know, here we are enjoying a conversation tonight. You know, if I wasn't in film, I don't know if we would have had a chance to meet. Right. So it's like, but we meet, we meet all these fellow creatives and artists and we're all different, but yet we all have the same driving creativity that mm -hmm. gives us kind of a unity that's sort of a special bond and having the chance to, meet meet new people make new friends to me is the most special part of working in this industry you know whether people see the movies or like them uh you know we, whether we make it right uh, what is um, what is that like <laughs> what is that you know you're always gonna have people that are gonna give you bad reviews and thumbs down and you're right gonna some people movies, but the fun part is we get to make all these friendships along the way and i think that's what's really special no i agree no the thing about making it that's that's something that I 
I think I struggle with. And, and, I, and because in the past I said, oh, I'm gonna, I was always an actor first. Like I was in theater for years and I just did acting and I loved it. And then I said, you know, I wanna create stuff for people. I wanna go behind the scenes and be able to like have a little bit of control and a little bit of creativity. My own, it was stuff that I see in my head and that's, there are stories that I wanna tell. And so, but I, I was always aspiring to be like the movies that I, you know, that I just looked up to these big Hollywood movies or even some that weren't so big, but they were just amazing. And, and I just feel like I, did, I wasn't anything until I can have something that won all these awards. And that's just not the case. Like I, I, I remember after I made Brenda, I remember saying, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening and seeing those moments on set with the actors and, and how those moments were changing some of the actors or it was having an impact on them, um, the story was. And they would come to me, we have conversations about it. And then afterwards, and we screened the film and getting emails. I remember I got an email from this woman that said, said she was sober for, um, I think you said 20 years or it was between 10 and 20 years. She was, she's been sober and she had this conversation with her kids years ago about you know apologizing and everything and then but she saw Sincerely Brenda and then she said that she wrote her children, all her kids letters. And this is after a decade or so. And she wrote them all letters again and apologized. No, no, she didn't write letters the first time. This time she wrote letters and really went deeper with her apologies and, and just that conversation because of the film. And so that's like, for me, that's making it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we can say we wanna be able to, obviously you need resources and money to make films and things like that to continue to go. but um i'm sure you and your family what you're doing you want to um inspire change in people you know and that's making it man if we could change someone that's in a hopeless place and they watch our project our films and they're like i can keep going like i want to i want to keep experiencing this feeling like how can i keep going i want to keep going like i i that's that's making it man that's making it for me Hey, if anyone can walk away from any of the movies that, that we do and they say, I'm so glad I'm alive. I'm so glad I'm on this planet. I'm so glad I just watched that movie. That's, that's what we want people to feel because, you know, there's a lot that's always discouraging people and always bringing them down. But movies and entertainment has this wind opportunity to be a window of hope into people's lives that can give them kind of a, a reprieve from, you know, suffering or, or depression and, and give them, you know, something that entertains them and hopefully inspires them to inspires them to another day. So yeah, that's, that's making it. And I, I totally agree. Oh, Daniel, man, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, looking forward to seeing Sky Dog. Where can people find you um, and uh, find your work? Yeah, so pretty much any social media platform uh, backslash Daniel Knudsen DK. My last name is uh, spelled K-N-U-D-S-E-N DK. Uh, Daniel Knudsen DK is my handle on pretty much everything. So hopefully, uh, yeah, you can find me on any those social media platforms i've got a number of movies that are you can watch free on 2b tv or amazon prime if you have a prime account so you can check them out there there's yeah creative gold courageous love uh, more recently christmas coupon and then october 20th we'll have sky dog out so yeah you can check out those projects but thank you so much kenneth i'm a big fan of you i'm very thank very you. excited to see what we'll do next so i hope you'll keep us all in the loop and uh yeah we'll look forward to uh more more good movies to come more to that one. 
Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Daniel. And, and, and thank you all for listening. I'll put your um, social media handles and everything in the show notes. Also links to um, your films. I put that in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>